welcome back, and it's less than a week since we are back. Could we wanted to jump on, um, rightly so, after Celtic have added another cup. Um, it's three now out of four under Ange Postecoglou. Of course, we, we went on to win the, the, the Via Play uh, Cup, the League Cup, whatever you want to call it, yesterday, defeating Rangers 2-1, two, two goals from Kyogo, Furuhashi. Um, the, the dust has probably now settled a wee bit. Had we did this right after the game, would have been, you know, buzzing. Now that we're no, still buzzing, I've, I've really struggled to get to sleep last night. The the adrenaline was still pumping through my body um, after the game. Just, just firstly, Quinny, I think a bit of relief towards the end of the game, but we, 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 we got there in the end, which I think was rightly deserved. Yeah, well, that was the manager's comments right at the end, wasn't it? it was It's relief for the first instance, and then you start to, to get the joy or whatever. But uh, I, I can only imagine, you know, it looked like a great game to be at. Unfortunately, I never got myself to the, to the match, you know. But I think everyone who did, uh, who did manage to attend, I think they'll be um, suffering from the same ails as yourself, Declan. Maybe a wee bit of a sore head and a bit of an adrenaline crash, you know. I was uh, quite sensible. I did partake in a, a, a few beverages after the game, but I, I was pretty sensible because I knew I'd had work today. Um, I know, you know, probably been the sensible thing to take the day off. But when you're writing about Celtic, it's uh, you know, calling it work day after a cup final is probably a bit cheeky. So wanted to be in, wanted to be giving my thoughts in the game, and uh, obviously getting the chance to, to speak to you after. But we've obviously got the image behind us, Quinny, Callum McGregor, who. Let's start with the captain. Um, he is the guy that sets the standards, of course. Uh, GB had a cheeky wee dig um, at Rangers Banner last week with that. Um, due to yeah. Celtic winning 22 trophies <laughs> in 11 years, well as Rangers are at, at two. Um, all about standards. That man there, you can see peeking through with the, the cup in his hands, Callum McGregor. He is one of these players who you might not always notice in a game, Quinny. Um and I say that with the greatest deal of respect. You know, it can be so, so effective in games. And at times, maybe when it's not going your way, you don't notice him so much, but he does a lot of running off the ball. But yesterday, you know, towards that last 10 minutes, when you really needed somebody to, to stand up, be there to break up play, be there to be that pivot, he was absolutely vital to us towards the end of that game and for majority of the first half. Yeah, like I think a lot of the stalwarts really turned up in the match. You know, McGregor, I think Joe Hart had a decent enough you know kind of game i know he didn't really have many i don't think there's too much you can do with the goal we'll get on to talk about that yeah but I, then like guys yeah. like carter vickers johnson taylor starfield i think like all those guys that we've seen really bed into the squad that as you say they're not the glamour ones they're not the ones taking on three men on the dribbling or breaking a counter attack or putting the ball in the net all the time but um when it got to that sticky point right at the end you know what it is like one goal in it and the yellow cards were coming out quite a lot for the last 10 minutes um they're the, the, the calm, steady heads that you need to, to steer us over the line. And it's an incredible record, Quinny, that Callum McGregor's got. Um, the number off the top of my head of it is that he's not lost a final um, as either a youth player or professional footballer at Hamden, which is absolutely nice. incredible when you think about it. Um, it might be 11, um, but but don't quote me on that. Somebody will probably tell us in the comments after it or... All I'll remember here, um, but it's absolutely an incredible record. And it's you know, you see the passion from Callum and other guys that we will talk about towards the end of the uh, towards the end of this podcast. But you know, for, for him again, I think you're absolutely delighted for him and um, because he's the, the, the leader. And it's it's great to see him add another medal um, to his bag, which which is getting even even bigger. I think he's already got a spare room for for the medals so far, Quinny. I think you might need to be building um, another one pretty shortly. Um, it's very hard to tear this apart. Um, 
we could do that looking at individual performances and, and whatever else. But just in terms of just looking at the game as a whole, I thought first half it was pretty even Stevens in terms of possession. Celtic, you know, watching them this season, watching them particularly under Ange Postacoglu, I like to have large spells of the game when they were with a lot of the ball, moving the ball about. We didn't get that chance too much uh, yesterday, but it was a perfect time for us to score towards the end of that first half. Yeah, it was. Um, you, you know, you're spot on there for sure. But it did feel like even for the first like half an hour when we weren't really hitting our straps and hadn't really got into the game yet properly, we were still like getting all the way to the final third. You know, and then sometimes in other matches, maybe even the European ones, where we were struggling to, to kind of get into the game for the first little bit, the ball would break down in midfield and we would have been doing a lot of defending. Whereas yesterday, even when that wasn't coming, as I say, we were still progressing into the final third, and it was like. You know, I think Maeda ran the ball out of the pitch three or four times and, and yeah, that kind of thing. I, right I was going to say, just kind of, and then that as a caveat to that, I think there maybe was a wee bit of nervousness with some of them in the game and that kind of, for the first part that you could maybe see, did that come across to you in the TV? It certainly came across to me at, at Hamden at times, maybe just some of the players were doing that because it's, it's not like guys that they do stuff like that. Um, he had a fantastic game, we will talk about him, but so there was possibly a wee bit of that in the, the first half, just that the occasion was getting to a few of them. It definitely could have been because, you know, with the 50-50 fan attendance, you know, it was like, you know, from where I was sitting, it looked like an amazing atmosphere, you know, and the first half in particular, shooting into the into the baddies, as it were, um, <laughs> you know, it, yeah, maybe there's a wee bit, of, I don't know if it's maybe quite nervous, but maybe a wee bit of, you know, stage fright for the first like minute or so, but it's just that that kind of thing, you just need to kind of just have fine. your mistake it's, it's, ab- it's absolutely fine, you know, um, ah, big time. I've, I've never... And we'll never get the chance to, to play in a cup final, but you know, the, the pressure is on. Um it's always on playing for Celtic when a cup final it's on against your rivals. So I, I think there was a wee bit of that in the in the, the, the game. But I I, I I got the feeling that the ball that Johnson puts across for, for Kyogo with the header, I, I was starting to get that, that feeling that I, I, I get when I think a goal's coming. And uh, really, really good goal. But I, I sent you a wee clip just before we came on. Um that somebody did kind of turn that apart. I mean, we'll get on to talk about Rio Hatate and Aaron Moy, but the, the the thing that was highlighted in this was way that Rangers had set up to kind of nullify Celtic in the middle of the park. Hatate drags Tillman, I think it is, out um, from his wing position, which then gives Greg Taylor that space to just bolt uh, down uh, the, the, the left-hand side. He gets the ball across. Maida has a swipe at the ball, doesn't get anything on it. Um, and Kyogo tucks out at the back. And just, just firstly, in terms of Hatati, dragging Tillman out, really, really important aspect of Hatati's game doing that. Oh, for sure. And Hatati, like, is probably the best game I think he's played for us. Like, he was, he, I don't think he put a foot wrong. I don't think he missed a pass. I don't think he came out of a tackle. Like, you know, we, we've seen him, you know, on this channel in particular, Declan, you know, we really watch Hatati quite, quite closely. And, like, honestly, like, everything he was doing, all, all that movement stuff was brilliant as well. But even, like that movement where he opens the space up for Taylor to, to get down that line. He was doing that those kind of movements even on the ball in the game and Rangers couldn't deal with it and he was just so nippy and he was so up for it um, that, yeah, it was it was such a huge part of all the chances that came our way was that kind of that kind of midfield overload because yeah, your man Tillman, I was quite surprised with how they laid out to start with. I didn't see mm-hmm. uh, Lundstrom, uh, Tillman and Kamara all starting together. I thought maybe Raskin would have started or maybe somebody else might have come in, maybe Jack from the start. Um, so I, I was kind of surprised uh, with that, but I think that their plan was quite clearly just make it tight as possible for as long as possible. And then you've seen with their subs when they did bring up, they basically brought a whole new midfield on and they tried to attack, you know, maybe some tired legs or whatever. But 
Rio, you know, was just even when they are camping and three guys sitting and all that kind of stuff, like he was just so lively that he he just was uncontainable. I didn't really hear. I'm yet to get around all the the fan media post match Declan, but all the kind of mainstream stuff, I didn't really hear as much uh, gushing over Hitate as I thought it would have been. There was a lot of praise for Vickers, who did amazing. Uh, basically, scored a goal for us in the first half, you know, um, with that clearance he made and um, two two, else, vital, yeah. two vital blocks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but no, I, I think Katati's well worth a mention, like everybody else. I think he's in white hoops. Uh, yesterday, you know, as I say, really, really important doing that. Taylor knows at that point, because we've spoken so many times on here, Quinny, um, when Hatati drags players to that, that side, it, it gives Taylor the, the chance to just, you know, on you go. And there, Maeda drags himself into the middle. It causes Rangers all sorts of problems with that. Do you think it's a swipe at the ball that maybe puts Ben Davies off a wee bit? No, I don't think so. I think um, all that, like, we can slow it down and watch the replays of it and all that, but in real time, that ball is flashing across. You know, I don't mm. think from when Maeda's anywhere near it to when it goes by Davis, I don't think he's got any time to react to that at all. Like, it is, like, close your eyes stuff, you know? Yep. Um, so I, I think we, we got a bit lucky because if Maeda did touch that, if he did hit it, I'm not sure he scores. Um, <laughs> so I think, um, you know, with the Vickers block, the first goal was so pivotal in this game, you know, to really giving us the control we wanted in the match. And, you know, Vickers really gets us out of jail with his block at one end. And then we get a little bit of fortune where, you know, Maida doesn't touch the ball and it just lands plumb to Kyogo, empty net. Yeah. I almost thought, Quinny, with the two goals that we scored yesterday, that the Rangers almost kind of just froze at both of them. There was absolutely nothing they could do. Just due to, you know, that, that what you're talking about there, close your eyes. It was so quick. Um, yep. Hatate. You know, drags him out. Moy gets the ball through to Taylor. Ball comes across Maeda. He'll go bang one 0 That's you. And you know, then you're you're carrying the momentum, and it, it really changes Michael Beale's uh, team talk. I think going into half time because it, it, you know, no, no, you're saying possession's quite even here, but for the good chance up that other end of the park, just keep doing what you're you're doing, and we'll hopefully get rewards here. But when you're going one 0 down, it's always very difficult. Um. And, you know, Rangers in the Derby game um, at New Year came out at half-time and, and really responded. They hit the post, of course, um, before we went up the other end of the park. But again, just so, so important times of the game to score um, the, the goals. And a pretty similar goal almost to, you know, ball through, ball across, bang. Yeah, big time. And it's um, it, it's all that stuff, like, you know, we've seen Celtic score lots of goals. Like we've seen Celtic make thousands of chances like that this season. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's it's one of those ones where right place at the right time. And like we were just mentioned, like Maeda ran a few balls out that wing and mm-hmm. the lead up to the goal. But for that, not only does Rio come in and take Tillman into, into, into a crowd and then give Taylor some space, but also as that's kind of developing, Maeda's ditched Tavernier on the right back and then he's been inside he's been inside and then they've got an extra man to deal with so then your man at right back is watching a guy and legging it towards him that he's not used to dealing with and he's also wondering also where's where is my guy is somebody behind my shoulder mm-hmm. obviously we know he's closer to the goal at that stage but it's um it's that stuff that you know like what we talk about with Celtic it's like um that cohesion that where they've been doing that for 30 minutes and it was going out it was running out the pitch the ball was too quick or we weren't really getting shots away balls are turning over but the heads don't go down the message stays the same and it is like keep going it will come it will come and then yeah that's all it takes it's just two seconds mm-hmm. to score a goal and then at 35 minutes at 1-0 up at that point you just you feel so much better about everything it's a nice goal it's great for Kyogo to get the final off uh, up and running as it were and 
you know, like the chances we started creating thereafter for the remainder of the first half, like we could have really killed the game away a bit quick, a bit better, a bit quicker. Keel goes unlucky from the edge of the box, and I think there's another chance as well. Yeah, it just it just felt as if the, the, the rhythm was starting to build in our team after that, that goal happened and the momentum was with us. So I say we get the goal after um, half time, which again, I'm, I, I thought at 2 0, Quinny, that the game would have panned out in a different way. Um, you know, I'm, I think very quickly after we went to a lot. Rangers put in a really kind of strong challenge and I thought that was how the game was was going to pan out but of course they go and get the goal we'll, we'll talk a wee bit about that in terms of first half performances um, I thought Carol Starfield particularly was absolutely outstanding you mentioned how important yep. Carter Vickers was with those blocks but um, we, we know that this Rangers team you know under Michael Beale Stephen Gerrard and Giovanni Van Bronckhorst like that big diagonal switch of the big long ball and he won absolutely everything. Um, Marielos in the first half didn't get a sniff because of the two set of halves, but I thought out the two of them, Starfield particularly looked really, really good in that first half. And until that wee error um, in the second half, could have possibly the man of the match shoot for me? Yeah, the first half he was absolutely incredible. And like it was funny because as much as like Carter Vickers was incredible for the whole game, there was like a moment in the first half where he had a bit of a shoulder challenge by Morelos. He lost and, it, yep. And that, that, that was in the, I, I want to say that was in the opposition half. That, that he, he actually lost that, I think it was yeah, maybe it was really high up the pitch. or something. Yeah. Um, and at that moment you're like, oh, but Starfelt like, throughout the full half didn't, put a foot wrong and if anything even in that time you know Carter Vickers goes down but he still gets up he's still recovered and then you know if, if you see that sequence of play actually nothing came of it but uh, Starfelt like you say until that very end moment there was nothing bad about his performance everything was solid it was reliable he didn't make any mistakes didn't give away many fouls if any and um, it was one of his again similar to Rio probably one of his best performances for the longest oh. part of the game I always think in these games, you know, we always speak about Celtic's attacking flair and the the personnel that we've got up there. We'll talk about the players that came on at the park from the bench, but I think it is always important that you've got that foundation at, at the back and both of them I thought were absolutely terrific. Um, top marks to, to, to both of them, really, really solid throughout the game. And I think that, that gives you the confidence in the way that you want to play football. If your two centre-halves are right at it, you know, we, we play so many balls across the, the, the face yard goal, which... I know for some of the older timers and for myself can be a wee bit worrying um, at, at times, but it was important that confidence is there. I think that brings a confidence to the team. And also, you know, when you're up against an opposition player like Morello, so you know he's going to try and get players sucked into things, both of them just didn't give him a sniff, just completely took about the game. Um, we'll get on to talk about the goal that he obviously scored, but, um, you know, I, I thought both of them, as I said, are back pairing yesterday, but absolutely fantastic. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. And I think it's probably the, the only easy way to, to, to move from this as well. Like the whole, like I mentioned earlier the whole defence, but I'm probably the mo- up with Rio, probably my second most impressive performance from yesterday was probably Alistair Johnson as well. Like I just thought he was an absolute tank. Like see if um see if you see if you watch back the first tax of chance. And honestly, if you watch Alistair Johnson in that sequence, you could just put on a helmet. Uh, some skates and a hockey stick. Like he really looks like a hockey player. He comes in from yeah. behind, takes the ball off Kent, and then Barisic is trying to take the ball off him. It's like a hockey move. You know, it's just like no chance. I'll see you later, Barisic. And then the diagonal ball he hits from right back over to left wing at the break. Like I just like I thought that summed up his performance. I thought he was fantastic in his first final. You know, um, second old uh, second derby match, and obviously first derby match in a final as well for like it was for a lot of players. But I thought he came out of it. He's an absolute star. 
Let's, let's talk more about him because I think he really deserves a, a, a bit of um, time on here for us to, to talk about his performance and just him since coming in. What I find that has been, um, you know, it, it was going to be difficult to replace somebody like Josip Juranovic, who's doing particularly well at Union Berlin. I know they get beat uh, 3-0 yesterday by Bayern Munich, but they're still, I think they're only three points by Munich. In no the, shame in the, that. Race in, in Bundesliga, absolutely no shame in that, Quinny. So it was always going to be difficult to replace him, especially after you look at his World Cup campaign with Croatia. But what I find Alistair Johnson has been, I know there was a few people who maybe weren't impressed by his World Cup performances, we're fighting what we were getting here, but coming in for his debut firstly at Ibrox um, at the start of January was tough. And I thought it was one of our best players in a day that, you know, our team wasn't at our best. But yesterday, absolutely fantastic. Really, really strong. He didn't shirk out any challenge um, and, and he just absolutely went for it. He left absolutely everything on the pitch yesterday, Alistair Johnson at Hamden. Aye, he was an absolute hero. And like, like I say, when I was watching it back there today, like that was just the, I just couldn't get that out my, that image out of my head. Because like every 50 50 it went into, every time he was carrying the ball out from right back, like it just didn't look like anyone could touch him. You know, he was very strong, very confident. And, you know, he didn't blink, you know, to make uh, an adventurous pass or to progress the team up, didn't take chances in that respect. I thought he was quite unlucky to get booked right at the very end of the game. But I say the last 10 minutes, it just felt like the ref was just filling a quota with bookings. Um, yeah. Just so maybe just even it out type of thing. I think there, there is a bit of that. And it, and you can actually see with, with Johnson, you know, that Kyogo chance that I speak about that he, he had with the, the ball yep. that he put in. At times, I think, Quinny, maybe in the first half for us, and he, the manager did touch on us. Rangers were frustrating us a wee bit with the way they're packed in and set up. And you saw, I think, it happened twice in the first half that Maeda and Jota switched wings. Um, but yep. you saw that other element to Johnson's game when he's away up the other end of the park. And by the way, I, I think if you try that with Kyogo, probably nine teams at a 10 he'll score, probably eight or nine of them. The ball in from Johnson was absolutely perfect. Um, it was just, yeah. it was crying out for him to put it into the back of the net. Yeah, as soon as that happened, I just thought straight away that if this happened like two or three months ago, we'd all be saying, Jack and Marcus should have started. Yeah, right yep. Yep. <laughs> big big O-Mate, I did pretty well with that. I, I do want to talk about him later on. But but listen, Kyogo more than made up for it, so we don't need to talk about that <laughs> chance too much. But Alistair Johnson, terrific. I've spoken about Greg Taylor again, um, who was pivotal to that first goal. Again, really dealt with his battle um, down that side well. Uh, you know, we, we spoke last week on here about Celtic basically being able to match Rangers in that overload area. That's a big part of that. I think he's doing to both inverted fullbacks, but something in, in that clip that I, I sent you over earlier was how important not just the fullbacks were to that, but also the positions of the midfielders. We've spoken about Rio and Cal, Aaron Moy. Um, listen, I, I, I know he might people will point the finger for the, the, the goal that we concede, but he's absolutely pivotal to, to both the goals that we scored. It's almost like a secondary assist. I know that's not a thing that people will, will, will talk about, but it, it's his vision uh, to, sure. to pick out the pass, which basically creates a goal for me. Would you agree with that, Quinny? Oh, completely, yeah. I don't think we can really, uh, yeah. The goal's the goal. It's a scrappy set piece at the back post. It happens in football. You know, you could spend all your life actually, on the training pitch trying to stop that. It's actually quite a good finish. As much as I'm not a big fan, it's it's actually quite a good finish. I don't think there's much Joe Hart could have done with it. Would you agree with that, Quinny? Yeah, uh-huh. point blank range. It's you know, it's there's just some things you just have to put your hands up to and go, okay, we'll they yeah. scored the goal. Like you know, yeah. it's just as I say, um, if you're a team, you could you could spend your whole life training to never score to concede those goals, and 
you know, you would just never be successful because it's just going to happen. <laughs> you know? and, and I definitely added my weight on the ball, but it's just one that you you put as a, a line under it. And we'll leave him there. You know, but we're not wanting to yeah. praise. Uh, although the reaction to the goal, I thought was quite funny, you know, punching air and whatever else. It didn't really rile them up too much. Um, I love that it was a really pointless goal to be honest with you because he's quite, he's, 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 <laughs> it's he's only like second goal against us or something isn't yeah, it? It's, I think we are crude and I yeah I think it might be second one um, but back to back to Adam whose head's just peeking over your your screen there um, I, I wish you could see him but um, you could point <laughs> up to him there he's there that's him um, talk to there him about him man. because we've spoken we've spoken before the game about whether it was going to be O'Reilly or Moy but it looked as if the, the, the gaffer got it bang on Simon Donnelly called it right, didn't he? He was the only yeah. one that said Moy out of the three of us. Me and, Bo- me and you both went O'Reilly. Um, but yeah, but you know, like, I think what he get, I think what we maybe lacked in the first 30 minutes, O'Reilly would have probably given us, if you mm. get me. But by the time we then kind of found our motion and got into our spaces, you know, who's yeah. where, I think Moy's quality was apparent all the way throughout. Big time. He, he Big played time. that 10 role really well, and you, you see that, um, that he was just kind of tucked in behind where Kioro was, and it just gives... That that Rangers midfield something completely different to to work on because when they're packed in there a wee bit, um, with the two kind of holders and and Lund- uh, Lundstrom and Kamara, and you're looking for the kind of the, the forward players to get into the positions to support Morelos. Um, Moy almost for both the goals is kind of left by himself. Or you know he's got the time to really look up and to and pick the pass out, and it's it's two splendid balls that he plays through. Yeah, cool, calm and collected, Daddy Cool himself. You know. Awesome. Um, <laughs> But I, I think, like, as well, it was a really good pairing for him against Lundstrom because, you know, like, to, if you're going to profile the guys before coming to Celtic and Rangers, both in terms Premier of stature. League midfielders, yeah. Just Premier League midfielders, yeah, exactly. You know, if you just want to kind of pro, uh, you know, uh, profile them in such a, a basic way. And, you know, like, because we've been in the games against Rangers before and Lundstrom has affected the midfield. He has, like, disrupted play and he has got his own stamp on the game to in certain spells. And, that, and again, I don't know how much that's directly down to Moy, but I do feel that even when the game did, did have the, the threat of getting a wee bit uh, helter-skelter, whenever the ball came to him, really similar to Iwata, and I know we'll probably come into him later, but like, just they don't even need to look, they don't even blink, they don't even think, they just know, I've got two touches and I'm going to play the ball to this guy, I'm going to play the ball into that space, and everyone's so well organised that there's a run on, there's a guy in that space, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and those particularly about how tight the scoreline was like for big spells of the match um, having that next to McGregor and then just how nippy the Rio was it was a great you know kind of cauldron of of a midfield fire yeah, um, yeah I almost fire. thought it was a bit bulldogish like as well in the, the first half because it was you know but a lot of people have this idea that, that this Celtic team lacks digging whatever else and it's always they're kind of worried getting into this game but I, I thought he gave us that um, yeah. and really really top performance and as I say Really, really a great vision to pick out both the balls, and he, he played his part in the game. But I, I, again, something we were talking about that second goal was it is Callum McGregor that was highlighted by uh, Gigpod um, in, in, in Twitter earlier on, and I, I thought I would give it a mention. And that the, the, the goal that Rogic scores at Ibrox is almost pretty similar to the one that we get yesterday, just due to McGregor's run, because it can be when we're speaking about those tight spaces. Quinny, sometimes you do need somebody just to carry the ball, you know, ten yards or whatever else. McGregor did that, and it takes like three Rangers players out the out the equation, and it allows for that space that Moy actually gets to then play the ball through to Atati. Yeah, for sure. And then our play between the midfield in that respect is fantastic because that was the thing that you know that kind of um, 
action on the pitch is what I really enjoyed from Hitate. Like he just always travelled with the ball, always played it off to someone. It was really good as well. At the, the um, in terms of like we. I've given criticism before for having his pocket picked, you know, dwells on the ball a bit much. But not only to see Rio do that, but seeing McGregor do that as well, because the manager's post-match comments, I can't remember what the question was exactly, but he said something to the effect of by the end of the game, he didn't tell the midfields to be any more defensive or anything like that. But mm-hmm. the players have the power on the pitch to, you know, make their own decisions and and that kind of thing. So to see McGregor take the power of his decision that the manager gives him. And, you know, we want to see McGregor travel with the ball. We want to see him leading us up the pitch. Um, and yeah, like that was a great comparison with the Rogic goal as well. But that movement that he makes also probably takes Rangers by surprise a bit because it's not something he does for 90 minutes. It is something that he does in little mm-hmm. opportunities. Yeah, and I think it was highlighted after the match yesterday. That it wasn't Jota's best game, but you always thought it was a danger for Rangers at times when they, when they got the ball. And dies an incredible performance, just everything that he put into it. Um, and as you say, that, that connects with the midfield and just gives the opposition so many d- difficulties that are really hard to handle. Yeah, for sure. I, I I did think Jota was a threat. Like, every time he was on the ball, he looked like definitely our most kind of creative player in that sense, that when he was on the ball, you knew a ball was going to come in or he was going to maybe do a one-two or, or something like that. Um, but I did feel between Jota and Maeda, like you say, they swapped wings a few times. I don't want to feel either of them like had a huge portion. You know, I, I was kind of saying this last week with Simon as well around Jota, but I don't feel that he really had a huge say on the game, as it mm-hmm. were. Like he played yeah. good, he played his part, you know, but he didn't like run the final. I'd probably, I'd, I'd maybe say Rio was probably the closest to that, in my opinion, anyway. Um, so I, I think they both done really well. And then when they switched wings, I thought, oh, well, maybe against the right back, he'll do a bit better. And maybe Maeda's better off fighting the left back. But again, like when they did swap the first like minute or two, um, I think both of them had joy at different times in the game. Yeah, they did. But yeah, I, 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 yeah, it was still. And again, it was great performances from both of them. I'm not picking at best, you know. But I don't think that I don't think either one of them will leave the final thinking they did their best, which is no. brilliant. No, and I think that's always they they, they want to score goals and they want to give assists, um, and, and that's just the, the standards that we spoke about at the very start of this. Um, that's what they expect um, from their game, but. Let's talk about the main man. Um, I think the myth now, Quinny, has been dispelled that Kyogo uh, doesn't turn up in, in Rangers games because I, I think I said after the, the last Rangers game that, you know, it almost seemed as if every time he came up against Rangers there was some kind of issue. He played on the left-hand side for the first one, um, injured for the second one, injured for the third one the Scottish Cup semi-final he just came back for I think he came off the bench and they won each draw at the start of the season he goes off in the, the first seven minutes or something the 4-0 game um, and then eventually gets a chance to play through the middle against Rangers in New Year and he scores towards the end of the game and then yesterday he scores twice I don't think there's any problem playing against Rangers um, at all. I think it's, it is one of these things. There was a wee bit of hard luck with all those circumstances, particularly early on. And I think because of the way like their strengths are, we kind of mentioned Lundstrom earlier, you can say the same about Goldson probably, and maybe one or two others they've had over the years. It is strength and it is grit and it is muscles, mainly what they're relying on, particularly against Kyogo. And, you know, again, I think it's just a, it's been maybe a, just a, a surface-level observation that he's not again, running behind for 90 minutes in all these games and really put them to the sword, similar to the way we've seen other Celtic strikers in, in the past, mm-hmm. you know. But I think with his goal-scoring record now, that, that speaks for itself at this stage. 
Yeah, absolutely. And he becomes actually the first Celtic striker to score back-to-back braces in League Cup finals since Billy, McNe- Billy McPhail, I think, in the the mid-1950s, which is a quite an impressive record. But, you know, again, two really important goals in the League Cup final last season against Hibs, delivers again on the big occasion. I know there was a lot of frustration coming out of the Champions League campaign that he didn't get a goal, but his form post-World Cup, Quinny, we keep talking about it on here every week, has been incredible. Um, and it's going to be a hell of a job to pick the player of the year because it's going to be very hard to dismiss somebody who I think will have hit 30 goals by the end of the season. Oh, yeah, He's in 24 sure. just now, that right? 24? I'm losing count every week. <laughs> I'll check that. Talk about when I'll check that. But, um, but no, I, I think like... You know, the performance yesterday was so amazing and uh, the, the progression the team's been making over the last couple of months has been like so steep in such a positive way that, you know, expectations can only build off a performance like this, you know. And, like, I know I finished 2-1, right? And, yeah, maybe on the, what I'm going to say, if you were to give balance of opportunities, maybe Rangers could have had another goal, maybe another two at the very most in this game, right? But definitely so another one. So though. So good Celtic. But that's what I was going to say. In the last 10 minutes alone, we could have had another three. You know, Haxbanovic yeah. was in twice very well. Uh, and O'Reilly had one. Yeah. You know, um, so like as much as the scoreline, again, like like we said, like I kind of thought coming into the game, it wasn't going to be a, a it wasn't going to be a 4-0 or anything mad like that. I was quite confident we would run all over them and we would, we would win the game in that sense. But those chances towards the end, like, that's the level of potential we've still got to go, you know, where like that is the exact game. Those subs come in in the 30th minute in that 2-1 situation, but it is tight. It's not like an easy match. And I think, you know, Haxabanovich, if he had any of those chances again tomorrow or today, he'd be passing them or maybe making sure he scores um, next time around. And like, if we can have such a, you know, for like maybe the, the first 30 minutes and then maybe 10 minutes in the second half, a relatively kind of tight enough game, you know, the ability to really have put maybe four or five on the board genuinely uh, um, is easily four. Is really exciting to think about. Easily four, four, I think, yesterday with the, the chances that we created. Um, but as you say, I, I, I was quite excited with Siad yesterday. I think he's going to really kick on from this game. I know it was unfortunate he didn't score. Um, but we go to St Mirren this weekend. There's going to be that midweek game against Hearts, which I think will allow for some rotation towards those games. I think Aksabanovic might come in for one of those um, and he'll play. I hope, an important uh, part towards the end of this uh, campaign. Just in terms of the, the second half, Quinny, we've spoken about the getting the second goal, conceding the goal. The last 20 minutes, they, they weren't anywhere near as bad as watching the 2019 League Cup final, but uh, it was certainly one eye on the park and also one eye on the clock because I, I thought, oh, please, going to go quicker. And I kept looking up at it and I thought, oh, that's only a minute that's passed. Oh, no. And I, I thought, right, here we go. Subs are coming on. Well, will waste more time. And I'm thinking, that's only been another two minutes. That's wasted. Right, oh, come on. And then it was just for me, I was hoping that, that there was a point in the game and it was getting my nerves. Joe Hart collected the ball and right away he's trying to throw it out. And I'm like, I just hold the ball for a minute, lie in the deck and just wait because it just, for me, Quinny, I, I don't know, if that's just been at the game or whatever else, you might have been different watching it in the telly. Um, but I just thought we needed to really take the sting out in the second half, which we didn't do too much. I know that's not really in our way of playing football, but sometimes in games like that, I just thought we had to take the sting out. Know, I thought something go do me cramp or something, just you know, break this up a wee bit. For sure. I think McGregor tried a wee bit of that towards the end himself, tried to take a wee minute or two off of it. But uh, but no, the commentator said as much. I didn't really think of it in that way because uh, like 
the fresh legs we had on and how itching everyone is to score. And I think there's maybe a wee bit of experience that comes with Joe Hart in that sense. Like, you know, how many games have you seen a team winning 2-1 and then it is like, and I'm not saying the goalkeeper killing a 30 seconds would have resulted in this, you know, but that mentality of we're winning, just don't concede another one, get to the finish line. It's a dangerous mentality to have. And if we've got, you know, Haksabanovic, O, O'Reilly, these guys have all just come on. They're all itching to get on the ball. If he thinks he can find them, then I'm all up for him going for it at that point because, like, you've seen the chances. One of them goes in, game over, you know. We're mm-hmm. partying for the last five minutes of the game. I was going to say the last five minutes, but extra time was meant to be four. I think it ended up being six minutes. In the uh, end six of game. or seven, yeah. I'm sure there was somebody getting a bit of treatment, but it did go in a wee, I think, an extra two minutes or so, um, maybe more. But yeah, you speak there, Quinny, about the players itching to kind of make an impression in the game. What, what was your take on the subs yesterday? Because it's usually a case of, you know, you can set the kettle on for whenever these subs will come. But you made the call here last week that you thought Turnbull wouldn't feature in the final at all in Iwata Wood. That, that did happen. What was your take on the subs? And obviously after the game, Ange does mention that bringing O on, you know, it, it could see that, that Rangers were were starting to frustrate us a wee bit and getting a wee bit more joy and he wanted to kind of bring on that that directness of well, what what was your take on the, the players that you introduced into the game? I thought they all hit the ground running in a big way. Sometimes, you know, like you say, you can set your clock to these substitutions quite often. Um, but, you know, again, very often it will take a minute or two, if not longer, to get a chance out of them to get a good spell of uh, play out of the substitutes. But um, from the minute go, when they came in, Every one of them hit the ground running. I don't think anyone was ever like frustrated and like gave a ball away or made a wrong decision. I think O will be a bit disappointed with the. I don't think he got booked for it, but the foul where he, he did get booked. Yeah, he did get um, booked. And the, the, the thing that frustrated me with that, but the thing that frustrated me with that, Quinny was Morelos did it. I, I think throughout the game five or six times and escaped without absolutely no booking yesterday. And I think it was the first time that O did that. Morelos had did it in the first half. Um. And yet, no booking. It's all about consistency when it comes to these decisions for me. Yeah, for sure. But I think that was a great sign of, like, he was not scared to put himself about. He was coming on the pitch and he was wanting to get the cat in amongst the pigeons, as it were, you know. Mm. So I thought I thought all the subs, oh, Haksabanovic probably made the biggest impression on the match, just by keeping that tempo up and chasing us up the pitch when we mm. got the ball out to get them retreating as well. I thought it was incredible. But, um, yeah, I thought Iwata looked really tidy as well. And, totally you know, yeah, but when he came in, like like we've seen last week against uh, Aberdeen, he came in and then, you know, with the state of the game, you would maybe have expected McGregor to, to maybe stay a wee bit closer, a wee bit higher up to O'Reilly. But we've seen both of them in the last five, ten minutes uh, kind of camp in together. And like the manager said, post-match, it's really down to them to make these decisions. And, uh, and one of the last chances, I think it was O'Reilly's chance, Iwata wins the ball. And then mm-hmm. he plays the ball out to Haxa. He follows up the play very nicely. He doesn't even need to run because there's only like three Rangers defenders that are keeping up with the play. Everyone else is dead on their feet, you know. And he gets to the edge of the box. The ball breaks to him. And like, if you watch it back, he knows where O'Reilly is. He doesn't even need to look at him. He sees the ball coming to him. He knows it's a final. And he just goes, make sure I do this properly. And he just goes like that one time, boom. And it just sets O'Reilly up perfectly, you know. And it's not a pure amazing genius creative pass. It breaks the lines and takes five people out of the game. But running up the pitch, just off the bench, cup final, derby, yada, yada. How many people try and put their laces on that? You know, yeah. everybody yeah, probably, absolutely. you know. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was a good sign, though, the, the subs yesterday. Again, I thought Awata made a bit of a difference when he came on. Almost thought our subs in a way 
it gave us something extra, Quinny, but I also thought it kind of nullified Rangers subs too because I thought the momentum was a wee bit with them after they got the goal. As I say, I wanted us to really take the sting out of it. Um, the, the, the subs did that partly. It was always going to be a tough task, especially for all coming on against an experienced player in Goldson and Davies, but I thought he did his job pretty well for a 21-year-old, which again is a good sign that you've got that there as an option now, that if you do need to, to try and play that sort of football, it is the option. So, Awata, O, O'Reilly, Abada, um, have I missed somebody? I think they will all made an impact. Abada was all right. Could have done about divers. But... Yeah, I, I, that really annoyed me, that, because at the game I thought, why would they go down? You know, I, yeah. I thought, oh, Nick Walsh, blah, blah, blah. Um, but no, I, I've watched that back and they're really frustrating to see that. Just in terms of the bigger picture, Quinny, um, we'll not do an hour here because we'll keep that for, for during the week. People maybe looked at this game and thinking, does this possibly signal um, a change of direction? You know, and I, I wasn't somebody that subscribed to that. Whether Celtic won the cup or whether they didn't win the cup, I, I didn't think it would change the outcome of the, the league went this season or how things are going to pan out under Ange at Celtic. But Celtic winning the cup, I, I think, shows a real indication that we're still the dominant force in the country. Um we're nine points clear in the league. If we are to let that slip, I think it'd be absolute chaos. So I think yesterday, once again, laid down a marker and a precedent. It was the first time we'd faced Rangers in a final at Hamden. It's three out of four trophies. We'll look good to make it four out of five very soon. Yeah, I think, um, you know, thinking back to the derby matches we had, like maybe six or seven years ago, or whatever it was, when they first kind of returned to the top flight, it feels like, after, you know, potentially after a, after a win like this, it we could go into the other derbies we have this year and we start to feel that inferiority complex come out a little bit again. You know, we heard it from some of the Rangers players in the build-up to the game, like giving it the big game, like we're the better team yep. and all that kind of stuff. But now they've been thoroughly, like they they had us weakened at home, at their home, you know, when they were pretty much full strength or whatever. Couldn't beat us. Obviously, they're full strength. They're undefeated since Beal came in. Everyone's there and available. And, you know, other than the goal and the Sakala chance, they weren't even present for the most part of the match, you know. Mm. So we could um, not only just run away with this league or whatever, but psychologically, confidence-wise, whatever. Like, if this continues throughout the season and we really, like, the performance on the pitch that we are getting in that game and we've been seeing, that elevation not only gets us more points on the board, of course, but also there's a huge quality gap there that we can start to hopefully kind of stretch open because that quality gap, when you can when we can do this all the time like we have been and get back to doing that with these current group of players that we've got, that's when we can get mega excited about some of the glamour games that might be coming back next time around because we need to be at absolute peak and the players we've got are good enough if we've got them in the right shape. Mm -hmm. And that was why I said that the January window was as important to us as the summer had been the year before because to me, that, that January world had just gone by there, there's a preparation that should already start to be taking place, which it looks as if it is, towards, you know, hopefully European football next season, because I think that's always going to be where the benchmark is set for Celtic and how far they can do, uh, how far they can go uh, in European football. But yesterday, it's a special day. You see Joe Hart after the game, you know, with, with emotion and speaking about it's a very present group and living in the moment. And that's just the way that you have to do it. But again, I think in typical Ange fashion, Right away after the game, um, you knew that there was going to be that question about the T word, um, treble word, uh, but 
it's just going to be focused right away in St. Mern. Again, there'll, there'll be no, he'll let the players enjoy this. He'll ask them to go again and it'll be just on to the next game. Um, but I hope they all had a, a very a good night out yesterday. And even if they're waiting up with sore heads this morning, I think that's well allowed. Oh, well allowed, well deserved at this point, you know. But um, but yeah, it's, it's the attitude you want, it really is. It's a bit trope at this point because almost every manager says this stuff, but it's the managers that say it and it's the managers that like say it, you know, and they really live it and yeah. follow through with it because sometimes it is just rhetoric, it is just, you know, copy and paste press conference answers, but you can really tell what you get out of the managers, genuine, you know, what you know what the strategy is, what the plan is. And um, it was nice to hear him, but say that he's maybe learned a wee bit from last season, and he's like, okay, let, maybe let's let them have one night, <laughs> you know. Um, so I don't think they maybe had those luxuries last time around. So it's get you know, it's great to hear that the manager is allowed to enjoy this a little bit as well, because like he's uh, like he was talking about in his post match and whatever, like the incredible amount of work that goes into the team, of course. But if you can't enjoy the moments, then you know the, the suffering becomes less tolerable. So you need to enjoy mm-hmm. them, you know, when they come. Absolutely, and you can see that from the reaction yesterday. I mean, Johnston, McGregor, Serene, but a few came over and are really giving it big time over at us. Uh, then Joe Hart did his best impression of the, the angry opposition keeper towards the end when they booted the ball into the crowd. Um, but, and then Ange, I mean, the, the, the clip that Celtic posted, you could see we really, really enjoyed that towards the end. You could see how he really, really meant it. Um, I got quite excited when he started doing that. It was right in my corner, um, and I was banging the old chase and giving it that, but the, the collectiveness, the spirit of the group, absolutely fantastic. We are continually move on um, and, you know, things can only get better. Um, it's already good, but I think it can only get better still at this point. Yeah, for sure. And like I say, the main thing is uh, coming out of this game is it'll be really interesting to see. Because we've spoken on this podcast or on this channel quite a few times about like the chapters of the season, if you know what I mean. And we've definitely seen this as like an end of a chapter for a segment of the season. You know, we finished that kind of post World Cup period, new signings coming in, some difficult fixture lists where we went midweek and weekend for a long time. We've now finished a little cup final. And now it's like the chapter before the split. You know, it's running through, make sure we get to the Scottish final. And, um, you know, all the points are there to be had in the league. We continue as it is. So this might be the period that the manager's kind of spoken about already where all the squad players are going to really pull their part now. You know, we might see some more hacks like you mentioned already. Mm. Um, Tony Ralston's another one I think might come in a wee bit more. Ralston, Burnaby, you know, there's a lot of guys floating mm. around there that haven't had minutes in about a month or two, you know, that mm-hmm. we could start to see them popping back on the team sheet again. I think that's a good way of looking at it. Um, the era is certainly well underway, as I mentioned before. It's three trophies out of four for Ange Post to call Glue Celtic. If you've been watching us, um, please do like the video, subscribe to the channel. We're hopefully bringing you plenty of content towards the end of this season as uh, Celtic look towards a league title. We've got one trophy in the bag. We'll be looking for more. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Myself, Quinny, will be here uh, again with the usual flagship pod uh, during the week, so, so look out for that dropping up, probably dropping Friday. Congratulations once again to Ange Postecoglou's Celtic on another uh, via play uh, cup win. Um, it's two league cups out of two. Uh, we've already won the league, we're nine points clear at this point in time. We'll see how we got on with that, and we're in the quarterfinal of the Scottish Cup. Quinny, as always, a, a pleasure. Um, hopefully, um, my, my voice is in a wee bit better state come, come Thursday when I next speak to you. But uh, for everyone that was at the game yesterday and everybody that, that tuned in with their nearest and dearest, again, special moments, always enjoy them and uh, heal, heal.